Hey, everybody. Welcome to your off-week content from the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast that promises it comes out on Monday now. Your calendar is lying to you. I am not. Hey, gang, just a couple of quick announcements before we get into the episode. We are working on getting our release day over to Monday, our super late Sunday night, early Monday morning. Um, In order to actually make that happen, we're going to have two weeks back to back where we release what we call our off week content, which is the rebroadcast of our guest quest streams. Uh, Maybe if a DM's planning is lurking around, we'll slip that in there somewhere too. Going to try and get a few extra episodes out. Obviously this one today, maybe one this weekend, maybe another to next week just to clear out some of the backlog. Uh, So the people who came on have been very patient with us getting those out as podcast content. You can hear this one comes from early back in the year. I think this was actually recorded back in February or March. Some of them have gotten released out of order for a couple of reasons. But anyway, do highly encourage that you listen to these. This one is particularly some rowdy fun as we get a lot of Harlan's opinions about what being a DM should be. Uh, But bear with us. Our next campaign episode will come out August 8th. I know that feels like a long time to wait, but I assure you it's worth it and you'll get some extra content in the meantime. Uh, If you're looking for more current content, you can catch us now on Mondays at 730 Central over at twitch.tv forward slash GMDLcast. We've moved over to Monday night. And despite how much fun we had doing these guest quests, we are pushing back to doing some creative content like the Parties of Five, the Roleplay versus Roleplay. The DM splainings. Lord knows I've missed my DM splainings. So, but, you know, we're not ignoring the TTRPG community. We're going to still interact with them on a regular basis when we invite them to come over to the Moyle Mossberg Arena and kick the guys' asses. And coming up in just two weeks, August 8th, Dr. Emily Friedman brings her team of academics in for a level 20 fight night that is absolutely going to be one to remember. So, Get over to Twitch. Give us a follow on Twitch. Get over to at GMDLcast on Twitter for more announcements. Keep an eye out on both of those because we do add nights all the time. Andrew's doing a regular show on every other Saturday where he does creates characters based off of our NTC pool. Some fun, fun stuff is coming up. Cool. Jumping in. This is uh, our interview with... The, the DM and host of the I Roll to One podcast, a podcast that is a one-on-one oriented podcast where the guy who publishes it rotates between being a one-on-one player, uh, one player, one DM, and sometimes he actually runs a session for one player. Um, was a super nice guy to talk to. The cast has a blast talking to him and, again, sharing their opinions about DMing. So, as always, we ask that you make an effort to get over to our guest's content and give them a click, a follow. Let them know that you appreciated coming on the show by uh, by shining a light on uh, on what they're doing. So, uh, we appreciate it. Two reminders, of course. Number one, give me the loot. Not family-friendly content due to a mix of profanity, crude humor, the occasional Hitler stash, apparently, and gore. And as a rebroadcast of our streaming content, the audio quality is noticeably different. There's a few crinkles, cracks, 
cobbles and clops that you're going to hear on this that you don't hear during our normal show. But we do think it's worth listening to. We do think uh, we do have a great time doing these. Uh, and as always, hope you enjoy the rebroadcast of the show. Boom! Sneak attack stream is on. And just when you least expect it every single time. And what's even stranger is I saw Jazz blip on for a second in the green room. And then he just disappeared again. I'm like, all right, I'll have my, you know, a good head bop cue. That's probably him texting us, telling us his computer is still down and out. Hey, everybody. Uh, what? What? I'm sorry. What? What? Is that him? Was that him? Was that, was that right? No, that wasn't. That was somebody else who just de- decided to not put their phone on mute for the stream. Hey, gang. Welcome to another episode of the Guest Quest, uh, the tabletop community role play, tab- TTRPG community interview show brought to you by the Gimme to Loot podcast the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast that really can't remember how to do an intro unless it can compromise one of its own cast members. Uh, my name's Turner. Tonight, we are joined by Bill from the I Rolled a One podcast, um, a podcast that's unique in the respect that it is very much a one-on-one uh, a session, uh, a, a style narrative that moves through different systems. We'll get in that in just a second. Bill, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good, good man. Joining me tonight to talk to Bill are... Uh, Harlan, and I play Todd on the Gimme the Loop podcast. Yeah, guys, I'm back. Been out for a bit, but I'm back. Uh, I'm Jamie. I play Eldrin on the Gimme the Loop podcast, and uh, I've been here, so... He sometimes role plays as a Vermont uh, police officer. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Waiting there for it. <laughs> I, I, I said NASCAR pit captain, for the record. For the record. <laughs> and I am Anthony. I play Baba on the Gimme the Loop podcast. So Bill is a, uh, a longtime gamer, first time podcaster. Uh, he does runs the, uh, I rolled a one podcast, which you can find on Podbean. Um, it's a one-on-one tabletop RPG. Um, it wrote, he, he either is actually the player or the DM GM. He sits in both chairs. Um, they play different game systems, each story arc. Uh, he's a father of two, uh, has a stepson. He's been married for six years. He played semi-pro football. We'll get into that, trust me. He's traveled half the world back when he was in the Navy. He's an avid movie watcher, TV show watcher, and comic book geek. Avid uh, book fan, too. He's played uh, AD&D, 2nd Edition, West End, Shadowrun, Pathfinder, the host of the Palladium Games. And man, we will dip into that hot mess as well, because I also have played a bunch of those games. Recon, Fantasy Flight, Star Wars, the Star Trek RPG, Dune RPG, Fallout RPG, and Call of Cthulhu. Bill, thank you for joining us. How are you, sir? I'm good. All right. So I got to, I got to get the screens out of the way. All right, man. So real quick, let's jump in. So your podcast is, is a one-on-one show. It's you and uh, either as the player or as the GM with one other person, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, me and uh, one of my friends. Uh, we'll get together and we'll just put a, just throw a game together and just do it like three hour, four hour session and get it done. And we just play the game and have fun. So. So how often are you the player and how often are you the GM? Um, well, for right now, I've been the player majority of the time because a lot of my friends, you know, I'm like, I look at them and I go, okay, so I know you run a good game on this. So I, I want to, I want to run with, with, run with you on this one and then go from there with that. Um, the last one I ran was a Pathfinder game uh, for my friend, Sean, and we did, uh, it was called the heist. So, and I ran it, ran him through a game and it was basically ended up being just a, I, I told him at the end, I'm like, look, I, I just ran you through a, an episode of The Blacklist. There, so, you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We are we are not afraid to crib from pop culture on our show either. In fact, I'm a, I'm a big believer in 
taking those references and tropes and then either inverting them or modding modding them a little bit to get on our show. So, um, so what what was the trigger to go? Hey, I I want to I want to play games, but I also want to go ahead and and do it as a show. You know, because there is a there's a lot of work in in producing a podcast and putting it together and organizing it. And believe me, I there are days when I fantasize where I just had one other voice to edit when I'm doing mine. Uh, but <laughs> so it feels like that might be a skosh easier. But um, but but what what was the kind of impetus for that format? And then what was the impetus to to kind of take it take it out in public? Um, well, it started off uh, my friend Matt. Uh, he has his own podcast, and they they're. Their guys are called the Guides to the Makerverse. They do. They've been doing a lot of Palladium games. So he, you know, a couple of years ago, I went to Gen Con with them and we ended up playing and that got put out on their podcast. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I started listening to a couple other podcasts and I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then I brought it to my my group and I was like, hey guys, I, I think we'd, we'd make a great podcast. And then everybody was like, no, no, we just don't want to do it all together all at once. But I'm like going okay, fine. And then, and then I started hearing some other podcasts that were doing like one-on-one kind of thing. Am I going, I can do that. And a lot of my friends were like, Hey, yeah, we'll definitely do it now. And I'm like, okay. So it's just me and them. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's, it's day in, day out kind of stuff. And it's like, you have to sit there and just edit and, you know, I'm just, I'm winging the editing and just trying to put it together to make it sound good. So, so, with so talk a little bit about the one-on-one format so uh, and 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 let's start from the dm angle because that's really kind of what what intrigued me when you reached out to us on twitter about coming on uh, on the show is that you know i i think i mean while there are some unique challenges the bigger your party gets it's strangely enough it, there's also a just as many unique challenges the smaller it gets as well from from a dm perspective um, and, and Pathfinder can be extra crunchy too. What are some of the things that you have to take into consideration when you're just DMing for one person? Do you, uh, as far as balancing encounters, are you bringing in extra NPCs? What are you doing when it's just kind of a, a mono mono situation? A lot of it, uh, basically it's just that it's just bringing in, you know, a couple extra NPCs. Um, you know, just making sure that, you know, if you have a great idea, like, oh, I want them to fight this big bad and this, that and everything else. And then it turns out they end up getting killed at the end of it. It's like, no, that's not right. Um, I'm, I, 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 it's, it's all about having fun and it's just, it's just trying to throw something together. And it's the, the challenge for me is just trying to come up with a story, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like, okay, when I say, Hey, what, what, uh, what session, you know, what game gaming system you guys want to run? And they, they give me ideas and I go from there and I'm like going, okay. And then I have to like figure out what I want to do. So a lot of it is just, you know, you know, you know what you want to do, you know, and you know what kind of story you want to tell. So I just, I just tell that story. And, you know, if it's, I, I don't, I don't mind the rules much. So I'm not a rules, you know, I'm not a rule lawyer and I don't, you know, I don't, you know, it's just about having fun really. Yeah. Just, it it definitely helps if you're a little bit flexible with it. So I know exactly how big the group Harlan's played in is because he's only ever played in in one group. Uh, Anthony, what's the smallest and biggest group you've ever played in? Um, I think two players yeah. is the smallest I've played. Um, I may have done some solo stuff, like kind of not necessarily using the rules in the books when I was younger with my with my brother DM and just kind of where uh sitting there and 
just felt like doing something, done some stuff like that, um, single player campaigns, but nothing that was like really actually thought out or mm. done, just kind of freestyling on both sides. <laughs> so Bill, with, with your podcast, what systems have you done and um, do you try, is there like a meta narrative that, that goes from arc to arc or are they, is it, was it more anthology based with, you know, I mean, I mean, cause I can imagine like taking, trying to have a, a through line on the story across multiple systems could be really tough, doable, certainly, but would be really tough. Or do you guys kind of do it just as kind of individual, just one-off, uh, kind of short stories? It's a lot of one-off short stories. I mean, uh, the first one that we did was, um, uh, Palladium Heroes. Um, which that I well, that's the one that I got back into when I started gaming all over again. Um, you know, I, I got into heroes and I just, I just loved it. I, I had, you know, I had some access to it before. And, uh, once I got back into it, it was just like, Oh, that's, that's great. That's, that's awesome. I love it. Um, and then we did, um, we did cyberpunk with my friend Rusty, who was a huge cyberpunk fan. Um, we, we went through that system. We've done, um, palladium or Pathfinder, I'm sorry. And then the last one that I did, it was uh, the One Ring RPG. Um, oh, really? That's, yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. And then the other one, the the one that I'm getting ready to do is, um, uh, it's called Hunter the Vigil, which is uh, all part of that Dark World. World of Darkness, which is, yeah. World we- of Darkness, yeah, Vampire and all that. And I just started creating my character for that for re- recording with my friend uh, this weekend. And that's the, the the thing with Hunter is you're actually playing kind of the bad guy for World of Dark. Not that there's like good guys in the world. Like that's where you're playing like a vamp, a monster hunter in the world of monsters, right? Isn't that the the core conceit behind Hunter? Yeah, that's that's what I've been reading. I mean, that's I just got the book and just started reading it up, and it's like, okay, this is this is where we're at here. I'm like, okay, so I kind of look at it like you know, it's a little bit to me. It's like it's like being being a hunter in like supernatural mm-hmm. kind of a thing. What you know, following that kind of story and just going from there, and um, you know, and just kind of going from that. That's that's what I, I'm basing my character off. It's kind of like a a hunter from from that kind of thing, but not, <laughs> not you know, not Sam Dean or you know Bobby Singer or anybody like that. So I just kind of like threw a name together and said, okay, this is my guy, and I'm going to go with it. So, so he's going to die shortly after you <laughs> get introduced to him after they run into the Winchesters, only to have his brother brother bring him back to life uh, <laughs> 37 times. If you're a random hunter in that show, good luck. Yep, you're not going to make it. <laughs> good, good luck. I'm glad I uh, I'm glad I just finished season two, so I had to call it that. Reference. It's like being a redshirt in Star Trek. So right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and season four and six and eight and ten. <laughs> What? So uh, there actually is a supernatural RPG. Um, I managed to track down a PDF of it. I tried to find the original hard copy. It's almost impossible to find. It was published by Tracy Weiss's uh, publishing company, which did a bunch of licensed stuff. And at one point, I even reached out to the author on Twitter and was like, hey, man, do you know anywhere where I could find this book? He's like, no, bro, I didn't save any copies. Um, If you manage to find one, send it to me. I'm happy to sign it for you. But um, I was able to track down a, a PDF of it at this point. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not saying that at some point we'll do a supernatural based one shot with the guys, <laughs> but at some point we'll do a supernatural based one shot with the guys. So, uh, I, but I, I feel like I, I really need to find a hard copy of the book before I, before I do it. 
Um, and it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a weird system too. So, Jazz, uh, since you just finally joined us, uh, thank you for finally making it. It's nice of you. Nice of you to. Hey, hey at least I I fixed my PC problems. There's somebody who will not be named. Wow, rude. <laughs> that is a that is just a cruel shot at Moyle. Wow, <laughs> that is kicking a hey, man while he's down. Know, you know. Wow, <laughs> that's the best time to kick him. He really can't do much <laughs> when he's down. They're like, ah, yeah. my face. You don't have to stretch. Yeah, you don't even really have to lift your leg. Uh, what's the smallest smallest deep group you've ever played in? It's advantage to kick him while he's down too. Um, I would. I think the smallest group I've played in is uh, I, I DM very close to a spit take, Anthony. Very close to a spit take, with the power gamer response to kicking somebody while they're down. Um, I, uh, I, I DM'd for my kids, so I had a group of three. It's probably the smallest. Yeah, I I actually ran in uh, a uh, probably about a seven or eight month solo campaign for one of my friends in high school. We had other gaming groups. He was like, "Man, I just want to play a basic fighter," and I'm like, "Okay, dude, we will do a one on one campaign where you're just playing uh, a basic basic fighter." Um, and yeah, it was it was really kind of NPC heavy. Um, he had one kind of sidekicky character and then and then kind of guest characters would would kind of rotate in. Very similar to like 80s and 90s uh TV shows where you had like, like that main character kind of roaming uh it's very, very kung fu-esque, uh, except with less orientalism <laughs> in it. So um, but that was his kind of whole deal. He just wandered around uh and, and stumbled Bruce Bannerish. Yeah, Bruce very Bruce Bannerish. Yeah, there you go. More more TVs the Hulk. Uh, than than anything else, except less hulking. And he had a he had a spear. That was like his whole thing. I got a spear. Um, not a walking stick. Just a just, just no. A spear. It was a spear. It was a character he actually started. It that got like we ran a module the first time I ever played with him. He's like, yeah, remember that fighter I played in that module that died like five minutes into it? I want to play that dude. I'm like, okay, sure. So he was this <laughs> this failed local hero. It was, it was a whole thing, but it, but it does. It does make you approach encounters and combat and storytelling much more differently from a mechanics perspective because so much of the game is geared. I think you know three to four people mechanically is the sweet feels like the sweet spot for five e guys. You got thoughts on that at all? Or I, I think so. I mean, that, that's um, I mean, right now uh, my my group that I game with, you know, once a month is we're about six, yeah. seven, eight people big. You know, so it's, yeah. we, we have, you know, we have, uh, we have a huge table going on right now. So it's, yeah, we have that, but yeah, no, the sweet spot, uh, when I was doing it, when I was playing with my friends was just three of us, you know, yeah. we both, all of us had two characters each and we just went from there with it. So <laughs> having a, a large group is really cool. Cause I think people feel a little bit less pigeonholed into playing a specific role for party balance, but man, when you hit combat, it is like a brick wall. You know what I mean? It's like when you, you have yeah. to roll initiative for seven people and then the monsters, it's like, dude, we're going to be here a minute. Um, and we've, we've got an encounter coming up um, on our podcast where it, we, we had a guest on plus the party. And because of the nature of the combat, I, instead of doing a group initiative for the, the monsters, I rolled individual initiative. And it's like, it feels like I've got 32 <laughs> turns for combat. And then yeah. I think because you're multi-attacking a thousand times. That's what it feels like. <laughs> and I skip characters. Like I can't even I can't keep initiative together for shit. And I will skip a guy. Um <laughs> that's the early onset dementia. 
<laughs> yeah, and it absolutely is. Uh, uh, you're going to feel real fucking bad about that when you're wiping my ass six months from now. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, it is. Um, I, I, part of it is Bill, I just don't keep good notes while we're rolling. Bill said um, something that he plays a game where there's two of you. You guys have two characters each in the game. Well, that was that was when we first started. When I was doing ADD back in the day with my friends yeah. in high school. That's a thing you uh, can do. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we, yeah, we did. I mean, we played tag team uh, champions. <laughs> <laughs> we had, uh, you know, we had my one friend who was playing. He was playing the paladin. He was playing the uh, cleric, and then another friend of mine. He was playing a fighter, uh, fighter wizard, and the wizard. And I was playing the rogue and the ranger. Mm. So you know, I had, you know, we had just, you know, those roles set out for each of us, and we just played those roles accordingly. So yeah. Harley can barely play one class, so he's really. I know. Don't give him any ideas. Like it, you know. First we, of all, I play my character class the way it's supposed to be played. So. <laughs> Harlan, you're not playing your character or your class. That's just you. <laughs> it, it works. Is that, is, that, is that not how the character is supposed to be played? Unfortunately, it does. Unfortunately, the success of it is unfortunate. So, semi pro, semi pro football. For a little bit, yeah. is that so? Yeah. Like, uh, for walk us through how that how that worked out. Well, uh, there was a point in time in my life where I was just kind of hitting a low spot, and I needed to do something. So I ended uh, ended up uh, just hitting the weights and just going to going to town on it. And um, I actually wanted to try pro, so I I went around and I called a ton of pro teams that were in my area. You know, I called Cleveland, I called Cincinnati, I called Detroit. Indianapolis, and I—I I mean, I—I I, I even called Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> see my hat. Yeah, I called Pittsburgh, and I'm like, but 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 you didn't call New York, though, right? Like that's definitely a team that you left off that list. <laughs> yeah, New York. Uh, no, I didn't call. I no, I think I did call New York. I probably <sighs> called the Jets and the Giants. Well, not knocking uh, the rosters of the teams that he called, but those were all pretty easy to walk onto. I think for the the uh, <laughs> we're talking Browns, Bengals, Lions. I mean, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. And then at uh, at that one point, I called uh, Carolina Panthers, and uh, you know I got in touch with the, the guy, one guy, and he's like, "Look, he's like, you're probably what bulked up some, and you 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 know, you gotten a little faster." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I, you know, I've gotten better and I've gotten faster." And he's like, "What you need to do is try semi pro." And he's like, "Go into that and do that for a couple of years, and then come out and try for us," uh, which is what I did. And then you know, and then uh, I got there, and I'm I'm playing guys who were like. Uh, you know, played Division One football in college, and a couple guys that played in the NFL, and I'm like going, and I'm here, and I just started playing. I'm going, um, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna make it in the NFL. <laughs> make it here. So, so is right. is is that like arena league ball, or what is? I mean, I guess because I've I've heard of a arena league football. I've never heard of like semi pro football. So. Semi pro, what semi pro is is basically you're playing, um, you're paying to play. You know, mm-hmm. this is like this is this is the guys who are like coming out of high school and you know don't want to go to college yet, or who are just getting out of college and you know want to hone their skills a little bit more. Um, semi pro is the place to go because you know if you're going, if you want to play in college, you know you can't get paid, mm-hmm. and that's that's what semi pro is. It's you pay to play, you pay a fee. You know, you, you buy your pads, you buy your helmet, your shoulder pads, you know, you buy your jerseys and, um, you know, you go from there with it. And it's, um, you know, I played that. I did that for like five years. I played Jeez. for three different teams what here position? in Ohio. Um, you see, the, it was a defensive end, defensive line, 
is where I played. And then uh, for my second team, we ended up playing Ironman ball. So I played wide receiver, tight end, left tackle, uh, defensive line. Uh, one game, we barely had enough people. I ended up playing free safety. I'm not a fast guy at all whatsoever. <laughs> my, my dad always joked with me. He's like, yeah, you look like you run with a refrigerator on your back. I'm like, going, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'm back there going, yep, nope. <laughs> I run way, way too deep. That is that is uh, that is the Rocky training montage. I think I think that's how you get fit for a. So you should have been a boxer. You are clearly in the wrong sport. Um, we'll go back. Let's slip into. Has anybody besides Bill and and me played the Palladium games like riffs or any of that before I go before I go down this particular rabbit hole? I have not. Anthony. Which one? Which all is Palladium? Like Palladium? A, a supernatural? They have a supernatural RPG. They have a fantasy RPG. Rifts is really kind of they're big. they had a Robotech and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles RPG. They actually had those licenses for a little bit. Believe it or not. Nope, I don't think I have. Jez, was it what? What was that gesture you were making on our? Sorry, I just my head almost got blown off by the fact that there's a TMNT RPG that I didn't know about. Yeah, so it was weird, man. Like they, like Palladium's been around forever, um, and they nabbed the Robotech and TMNT license. Really, I think even before the cartoon popped. So it is like the Eastman and Laird Turtles, oh, wow. and then they did a uh, spinoff called After the Bomb, which is post-apocalyptic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, and I played awesome. Heroes. On, I played Heroes Unlimited. Heroes Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's their superhero version. Um, it's an interesting system. Uh, it is uh, power creep is the name of the game. I, I think with Palladiums, definitely with Rifts, I, it's I think a little bit less evident in some of the superhero systems. And and the, the Heroes Unlimited is not bad for a superhero system. Um, yeah, it was what, fun. What was what was interesting? Always that you had percentage a percentage based skill tree basically, and you had just a Mac ton of uh, Mac trucks load worth of skills that your guy like that making a character for a palladium game takes it is an adventure in and of itself for the time that it takes and, and the different oh, yeah. percentages that you that you have to fill out um but uh what what riffs ended up getting getting known for more than anything else is just the it basically they took everything and raised the power level exponentially from book to book to book to book um, and then there was, you know, a, quite a, a significant amount of cultural appropriation as you kind of got the three black halflings have an episode specifically about Rifts Africa. If that, if I, that gives I have, you, I have gives listened you to that episode and, yeah. it's, and it's not wrong. It is not wrong. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it also has a shit ton of giant robots, uh, including one that oh, when you open it robots. up, it has like just a, a tank turret for a head. And that was like, well, that's all 16 year old me needed to see. To decide this was the role playing game I needed to play. Like that guy, that guy just has a giant tank head. Fuck it, I'm in. Folks. Um, so they, uh, but um, it, it's it's and, and uh, you know it, it's been it was a, a weirdly inconsistent publishing schedule. The, the company I think had some issues back and forth. So they released a video game on the Engage. If anybody remembers the Nokia, oh. and yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they had some the Nokia. Honestly, the Nokia Engage. Right. So, yeah, the Nokia Engage, the, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, which uh, was too bad to be ahead of its time. So, um, <laughs> you guys are old. Yeah, we are, dude. And yeah. you hang out You're with just, us. <laughs> so, the Engage wasn't that old. It was like um, early. Yeah, Nokia. Nokia right? the, the, like, the Engage isn't isn't that old, but I am fucking old. That's my whole bit. Um, <laughs> what is your problem? Um, 
But uh, you also um, you also did a stint in the. How long were you in the Navy? Uh, I was in the Navy for about two and a half years. Uh, no, I was uh, stationed in San Diego for about for for a good portion of that time after getting out of boot camp. And uh, we went to you know I got to go you know six months out of the out of the year. I ended up being halfway across the world and back. So you know I got to go to places like Okinawa for a little bit. You know Hong Kong before it got sent over back over to the Chinese, uh, Singapore. Uh, Aqaba Jordan. Uh, the thing about Aqaba Jordan is it's where the city in stone is, Petra. Uh, so I got to see that place. So yeah, if you if and I always tell everybody, it's like if you don't don't know what that is, um, go ahead and watch Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and you see the part where they're riding up on the horseback to to go where their mm-hmm. his father's is supposed to be at. That is the city in stone. That is Petra. And unfortunately, there's no traps there, and it's just a hollowed out building. It's just a yeah. hollowed out block and stone, and it's like and amazing. Look, yeah, it, it, they don't let you ride the horses all the way up either. They they <laughs> let you ride the horses all the way to the beginning of the cavern, and then you have to hoof it all the way in. And you know, cowboy boots, I will say, is not the best thing to, uh, to wear while walking over rocky terrain. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no, that was the worst worst thing. And then after there, we went to uh, the Middle East for a bit. So I got to see uh, Abu Dhabi, Bahrain, Dubai, Ali, Kuwait City. And then on the way home, we hit uh, Bombay, Australia. So, and you know, I got to do that stint. You know, I've seen Hawaii like twice. I've been through the Panama Canal once. And uh, I got to go to Mobile, Alabama for Mardi Gras. Now that mm. was a lot of fun. So, <laughs> and then any city that's along the, the Gulf Coast, they have their own version of Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's it was a I had a blast. I really had a blast. <laughs> you guys all did a stint on the Gulf Coast, right? You got like the 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 cast. Where were you guys all at together at one point? Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge Louisiana. Baton Rouge. <laughs> Jazz, were you with them in Baton Rouge? No, I was not. Not cool no. enough. Not no, <laughs> no, not not old enough. I was still in high school. <laughs> Not cool enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not cool you, enough. You were in college by then. Stop I was say Anthony was fresh out when he was there. We were just, I'm maybe exaggerating a little, but not much. Club, so. Well, guys, have you? Uh, we are we're we're coming at about a thirty minutes in. Have you guys got any questions for uh, for Bill as far as running a one on one multi system podcast uh, panel or 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 minor league ball or being in the navy <laughs> and anything so, you guys? So me personally, I've never DM'd. Um, the, 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 just the thought of it makes me just, I just want to kill the person going to it. If it's a one-on-one, how could it not be competitive? How could it not be you actively trying to kill this person or this person actively trying to survive your, your devilish traps? That's, that's all it would be. It would be, how can Holland try to kill uh, Jamie in today's episode? How, how does it not become that? Wow. Uh, it's just, it's, wow. You can't, yeah, you can do something like that. However, uh, it's more of, uh, for me, it's just trying to tell a good story. You know, you. Oh, it's you, a good story. You, yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, you know, but it's, it's never about trying to kill the other person. It's about, let's, let's get the story out and let's, let's tell a good story. Um, you know, with the Pathfinder one uh, that I ran for my friend, Sean, we, he ended up doing a heist and he was playing a halfling. So what we did was, you know, I had him just okay. Well, case the, case this place out. Look what you're look what you're looking for, and then we'll go from there. And I gave him like two additional characters to work with. I gave him uh, another halfling wizard, and then I gave him. Uh, he he was like, I want an alchemist. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what? 
what race do you want for the alchemist? He goes, a goblin. I'm like, okay, well, here we go. We got a goblin alchemist who loves to blow shit up. So, uh, it's, so it's a lot about just telling a story and not trying to kill anybody, but you know, you just, if it gets to the point where you, it's going to be overwhelming for them, then you kind of have to learn how to just back it off. I mean, because it's like, you, I learned that the hard way because I ran another story years ago for a small group of people and, you know, there was kids involved and, uh, you know, I had this, I'm like, I had this story. I'm like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to just, I'm just going to find this one person. I'm going to roll the die and I'm going to kill him with this like high level, you know, monk fighter, you know, wizard style character who just had all this power. And, you know, and it's just to show these people, you know, there was a capture of these people. Well, I ended up rolling the dice and getting one of the, one of the kids and I rolled all the damage and I went, all right, so that's like a hundred and something. Are you still alive? And they went, no. And I went, Oh God, (laughs) I'm like, I didn't really mean to do that. I'm so sorry. And it's just, you have to, you have not to, you just really have to just, make sure that you're it's just to have fun that's that's the main thing of it i mean it's it's all about fun so yeah i'm gonna have fun (laughs) (laughs) jamie's jamie's dead 10 minutes into it and the other two and a half hours is me telling the story about how my guy ravaged the whole countryside and killed everyone (laughs) that's all you're gonna hear is two five minutes of jamie go i guess i rolled bad no no. what, what, what what you would really see is Harlan, stand up for like imagine a crowded room in a convention. Harlan is DMing for a group. You see them all kind of sit back from the table, and Harlan just stand up as the DM, raise his arms up in the air, and yell, "I won Dungeons and Dragons! I won Dungeons and Dragons!" And then you know, Bushwhacker walk out of the hall. Like that's not the way the game is set up or work, but that's the way he'd play it. And God help us, at some point he will run a one shot on our show, uh, and that's we we just have to prepare you, for. You know what's coming? I won Dungeons and Dragons, and then like spike a DM screen and strut out of the hall. <laughs> Suck it, Gygax! Like, that's, you know. Yes. Y'all will walk into a, a dark room with nothing but rakes on the floor. So as you step on it, <laughs> oh, oh, no. You got a Looney Tune rake us to death. That's the Sideshow Bob trap. <laughs> Just rake the Sideshow Bob trap. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, listen, listen. Four-year-olds get it, too. If you don't teach a four-year-old how to properly lose, they grow up to be spoiled. So you have to smash them in the face early on. <laughs> Proverbial. It very much feels like there is a... Your kids have gotten accustomed to the fact that you are lurking around the corner and any moment could pop out and go, Bob, check, and just smack them. <laughs> Not hard, but just enough to scare them. Like, Bob, check. Like, you should con- hear my son play Smash Bros. I can't oh, play with him anymore because he's gotten better than me and his trash talk is at a level that I'm just like, all right, that's yeah. my boy. <laughs> I wonder where that <laughs> He's so proud. He's like, that's my boy. <laughs> wow. The hard way too. Uh, when my uh, stepson was younger, he, you know, he was just, he was into the, like, you know, the Mortal Kombat games. He was into some of the other ones. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm able to beat him a few times. And next thing you know, he starts just whooping, up, whooping on my ass. And I'm like, going, and he starts talking shit too. And I'm like, we're done here. Nope. nope. And he's like, hey, you want to, and, and his thing was, uh, he liked uh, the, the wrestling game. So he would just tear me up in the wrestling game. And I'm like going, He's like, well, I'll let you live. And he just whooped me up one side down and upside and the other. And he's like, well, you know, I'm like, eh, nope, nope. He's like, you want to play? I'm like, nope. Eh. 
<laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. The amount of trash talking is great, but uh, that that happens. But yeah, no, that is that is how when we when I, if I get this one shot, oh beware, guys, oh beware. See, I thought I don't I think you read the more. the rules enough to know how to kill us. That's what I happened. <laughs> you turn to the last page. You look for monsters. You turn to the last page. The last that's page. The, that's, that's, oh my god! There is so much to unpack in that. Like, yeah, I just got the monsters manual and I turned to Z. Like all the, the monsters that start with Z are all the hardest ones, right? Yeah. That's how it works. Like the fucking alphabet. Like, the back of the book is always where the tough guys are. That's why fucking Christ. The back of the book. Holy Jesus. Oh, you broke me. You you won this fucking stream, sir. I will give you that. You broke me with the back of the book. That did it. Oh my God. I've been paid. Somebody uh. asked Bill a question. Oh, <laughs> All right, so I was going to ask Bill. I got in here late, so I just want to make sure I hadn't missed because I'm hearing you played semi-pro football. You served in the military. Do you have any other ways that you can prove that you're a better man than everybody else on this stream at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> other than like what not. just came I'm out of Harlan's really mouth. Nice the How's that? I mean, that's, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Do you make knives? Because that then, then you then you win. Are you a blacksmith, sir? Do you do, no, what, no, unfortunately what are your, I'm not. What are your armor making bona fides? Have you ever <laughs> have you ever constructed a crossbow? That's all, all Harlan's got to go on at this point. Um but uh anybody else got a question before we throw it to the chat? So I think you kind of touched on this earlier, but so when you're in these one-on-one campaigns, are is the character solo or is it the character in a group of npcs that is going are they solo stories or no there's the majority of them have been solo stories um you know it's it's been one-on-one with the characters um with the the heist one i you know i brought in some characters you know because i i knew my friend you know it's like look you're going to need some help on this one because it's it's how it how i have it set up Mm -hmm. um and then with the one ring uh one with my friend uh jeff he he brought in an extra character for me, which helped out. So you know, it's it's a lot of having that. Um, but for the majority of the time, it's just it's just one on one. It's just me, and it's like I I have you know my one friend who listens to my podcast religiously go, I can't believe you did that. Why didn't you pay attention? Why didn't you do it this way? Am I going well? You know, it's just me. I don't have any other, anybody else to bounce these ideas <laughs> off. I have to myself <laughs> and go. Okay, well, this is what I'm going to do, and we're just going to go this way. And, you know, that's, that's how it goes. I mean, it's, it's, you, you have, you're focused and it's just, it's really intimate. It really is. It's very yeah. intimate. It's a very, that's cool. It, you know, it's, I, I enjoy it. I really do. You know, I gotta say the, the idea of like having somebody else around to like bounce ideas off of sounds like a great idea until like you see that type of situation in practice. And then sometimes you end up with worse ideas because you bounced it off <laughs> of people around you who may or oh, may yeah. not need I to be know. trusted. Uh, see, my uh my Sunday games that I play with my friends uh we're right now we're playing the Fallout Fallout RPG, um and uh, I play the I play a character who I call Doc who's basically like Doc Brown but he's a medic, and uh, I I say he has a PhD in chaos, and I just kind of like walk over to somebody and I'm like going here I'll pay you twenty bucks to go you know I'll pay you twenty caps to go do this. And the guy's like, the little kid plays a Superman, and he's like, all right, cool, I'll go do it. And he just goes running off. I'm like going, okay, we're just going to sit back. Uh, Dreekin, what happens if you're just playing one-on-one with your bro and his character starts flirting with your NPC? 
that's never, I, it doesn't matter how many people in a group, that's always awkward. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see my, yeah, it actually did happen. My, my friend, Sean, he, he's playing a female character and he was, he had a history with the, the other halfling character and he was like talking and it's like, well, you kind of have to go, well, how, how close do you want to do this and how much do you want to like touch and go with it? And it's like, oh, we'll just go with these like history and bad history and we'll go from there with it. So. Hey, I've I've had plenty of groups who pimped out our ASMRs, man. They just they just pretty they're pretty looking people. <laughs> hey, man, go go get us that free in. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have any bards in the party. Uh, we have a moil, but we don't have any bards. So, uh, I yeah, there's been um, yeah, there there other than uh, other than uh, the Andrew uh, Tortle hookup. Um, which we did record a particularly steamy moil tortle sex scene for that just the audio <laughs> didn't ever make it out like that like there was a lot of grunting that peaked and caused uh, a lot of distortion uh. <laughs> um and uh it just it just didn't end up uh, coming out okay so we ended up having to cut it um but uh that and uh it just would have been horrific um <laughs> why why am i only like and it's bad it's bad that i imagine this but it was just that i'm hearing them listen to i just want to take it nice and slow (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, man uh just oh that so um but yeah you know it's it's i will say well it's not easier one way or the other because i mean yeah sure having a group of people you have to, there's a little bit of a, a different level of complexity when crafting encounters, but also from the podcast side of things, I can sit back for a minute and go, okay, you guys be dumbasses for a couple of minutes and to, to, to kind of fill in some space here in an episode with a one-on-one show is you and it's your player. Like they're like, they're, you know, and, and um, it, it does create, it does put a really a really weighty bird on, on both the player and the GM in that circumstance to kind of, to kind of fill in that space. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to, a lot of it, it's like, you know, what dialogue do you need? Um, another, uh, Oh, another game, uh, that I played that I did on the podcast. I totally forgot about was, uh, it's called fellowship of the white star. Hmm. And that one is a historical, um, version of events that happens like a hundred years in the past. And that, you know, they, we, they take like real life events and they, the supernatural twist on it. And that was, that was one that I played was where I sat there and it was just like, okay. So I asked a ton of questions and I just kept asking straight questions about, you know, yeah. this, this, and just, you know, and they had a dice pool, you know, that the, they were using a dice pool for like D8s for a dice pool. And I was like, you know, I was having fun with it, but I was just kind of constantly just, all right, well, what about this? And I'm just questioning, just questioning and just questioning. And you have to have to understand it's like, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I was just trying to get an idea. And then once I figured out what was going on, it's like, okay, well, let's just try this and work this way with it. And, you know, and go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was, I was finishing. The oh, thought. okay. <laughs> now I was going to say, do you have a preference on D20 versus dice pool systems? Like either both, Inside the podcast and outside the podcast, because obviously I've made my feelings very clear uh, about where I stand on, on dice pool games. Uh, but, but um, it, you know, again, I think they uh, there's dynamics to them that, that work and don't work. With 
Um, and if with you playing multiple systems on the podcast, what, like wh- where is, what, what do you kind of feel most comfortable in a dice pool game or a straight D20 system? Um, both really. I mean, it's, uh, being able to play both. I mean, uh, Shadowrun, I, I love Shadowrun. Mm. Uh, you know, we all know that's just a huge dice pool of D6s that you just roll across the table and, hope, you know, they all their success, but, you know, don't hit nobody. But, uh, um, but. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I do those, you know, do that one. Um, D20s are, are great. Um, the Fantasy Flight Star Wars, that was a completely different system that I was not used to. And it's like, it ended up being one of my favorite systems to play um, uh, for, you know, a Jedi. I'm like, it's, I ended up, you know, I was forced into playing a Jedi. I didn't want to play one, but it was like, well, he's like, I need a Jedi. Do you yeah. want to play it? I'm like, yeah, okay. Is he a bounty hunter too? Yeah, okay. Boom. <laughs> so, wh- which which Star Wars was, was that the the older one or is that one of the newer newer Star Wars? Uh, Fantasy Flight is the newer one. Um, West End Games is okay. like the old one. Yeah, that's um, the one that I'm thinking of. So, with what's what's different about Fantasy Flight that that drew you in so much to it that made you like it so much with the system? It's more of a uh, storytelling mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So it's it's a lot about storytelling and getting the stories across. Rather than, you know, you're, you're telling more of the story and, and it's, you know, the dice rolls are to, you know, okay, you, you get successes. If it's a success, you know, or a triumph or anything like that, you, know, you get bonuses on that. Um, you get, you, but you're still telling the story. Um, you know, I, I, we played, you know, we played a Clone Wars uh, session. Uh, and uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, and I played a Jedi, I played the father of my, my, my main character and you know and it's like the story was you know you know i got to face off against the shah's ventress and you know she's running away and she had this nav system and it's like you know i was like okay well you know and i'm hanging on to the back of this you know speeder bike and i'm just like holding on for dear life and i'm like going well i'm like well wait a minute i'm like where's the, is the nav system right in front of me he's like yeah i said then i go well i grab it and let go i mean i that was the whole point of what i needed to do and, you know, this just happened to be on Coruscant, too. So I'm, like, falling to my death. So it was a lot of roles, and there was a lot of storytelling on that part where, you know, the rest of the team, they were like, you know, okay, well, we chain each other together, and we hang outside, and we grab him, and, you know, and they're flying. And it was just, it was fun story story session styling. I mean, it was just, it just ended up being a lot of fun. So Well, cool, man. That's, that's, that's interesting. I haven't checked that version of it out. I played the old, old one. But um, I've heard good things about the new one, and I know that Roll Twenty is doing kind of Star Wars, but using Fifth Edition uh, kind of rules. So I'm, I'm interested in checking Star Wars and Five E out as well. So, panel, so any other questions for, for Bill? Sorry, what? So, so they're remaking Knights of the Old Republic. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kodor Kodor had a lot of D and D systems. Was it built off of three point five explicitly? Yes, it was okay. Yeah, it was. Um, Kodor was a great game. It was a uh, was a was a great game. So, guys, any other questions before before Bill? Before we check in with chat, uh, do you always play with like familiar players, or are there ever times where you're bringing in someone that you've never played with before for for one v one? And if so, does that make it substantially harder to have a successful session? Um, right now, it's been a lot of uh, the majority of everybody I played with is somebody I'm familiar with. Um, uh, the fellowship of the white star game with my friend Victor. Uh, you know, I, I know, uh, I know of him, but he was, you know, I hadn't really talked to him that much other than, you know, our, our session. So it ended up being a little bit strange 
<laughs> and but it was like you know it ended up still working out in the end it's like the story still got across so everybody you know we all had fun with it so well cool guys what else i was going to ask what has been on i guess on the podcast the most like interesting situation as far as like it's given that it's the 1v1 or not, i won't say 1v1 but the one-on-one situation like has there been a point where like you find yourself and you're like man i really wish i had help to like get me through this <laughs> Uh, that's, I think a lot of it was, uh, yeah, yeah, everybody, I had a lot of NPCs, um, with a couple of them. Um, the one that I was hoping to get a lot of help was the, my first one, which was in the Palladium game system, but it was just me and and Matt and he was just running it and he was like, well, I'm just going to play all the NPCs of this, but you're, you're, you're on your own. And, uh, I think in that one, we ended up, uh, I ended up facing again facing off against a street gang uh, with my character. And my character is this, uh, I like calling him, he's like a Luke Cage slash Marv style character. He's just, a, he's just a, uh, I'm going to beat you down kind of a tank style character. So he could take the beatings. But, uh, you know, he went out, you know, he faced off against this king and, you know, I snuck in, got a few good hits off, but, you know, they still outnumbered me. And I'm like going, okay, what do I need to do here? I'm like, instead of like, punching my way out of this situation i'm gonna end up just well i'm gonna talk <laughs> i'm not a good talker but i'm gonna talk <laughs> wait, wait. i'm like look man get me out of here <laughs> i don't want to hurt nobody so so you started you came in there fist swinging you realized so I, came that it, I came okay. in sneaking and and uh i realized you know after a while you know i came i had you know i ended up taking somebody as a hostage i'm like going okay i'm using them him as a bullet shield hoping that they don't shoot him <laughs> and uh it ended up what ended up happening was uh the leader of the game was like he's 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 with uh with the people that are trying to kill us all and he the guy takes off running i'm like oh crap here we go <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm tossing bodies left and right trying to get after the leader to just to get my point across i'm like look i i just want to talk to somebody so and and get the story you know get get what's going on with it Harlan, sneaking is something rogues do in other games, <laughs> not not yours, but sneaking is something that other rogues. Other rogues what? Do. Why would you sneak when you've got these knives? There it is. Like, well, <laughs> the knives are shiny, and I don't understand it. Stealth from an existential perspective. My name's Todd. How are you? Doesn't Todd have like a plus ten to stealth? It's, too? Yeah, that's dumb. Todd's it's, it's super insane. sneaky. <laughs> It's not even. He takes the. T- he took expertise in stealth, just not to use it, yeah. so everybody yeah. knows he could. Like, oh, I could walk up in there stealthy, but we're kicking down some doors, bitches. Uh, yeah, he, exactly. Todd is. Todd is not afraid to kick a door. Uh, so, all right, gang. What else? That's all I had. Cool. All right, chat. What do you guys got for us besides Drekin asking uh, a really pointed uh, question about the Last <laughs> Jedi? Which we won't we we won't uh, we we won't uh, entertain. Uh, the Last Jedi was not a bad Star Wars movie. I'm tired tired of people throwing it under the bus. Uh, the last Rise of Skywalker was, was garbage. Um, <laughs> what uh, we asked that in questions? What's the worst Star Wars movie besides the Last Jedi? Wrong. Uh, <laughs> see, I uh, a waffle asked, "Hey, I'm, how's everybody doing? We're all doing good." A waffle. I think I'm finally over that cold. Uh, uh, so, uh, and I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Chat, last call for questions, gang, before we wrap her up. Boop, 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 boop. There's a delay that I never can deal with. 
I need to throw the question to so maybe maybe one of the five other people on the stream could throw that out into the chat a little bit. So, you know. Uh, I, I thought know. somebody I did. did. No, I know. I'm just giving you guys a hard time because you actually did. I'm just giving you a hard time because you actually did this time, and nobody came up with any questions. Um, <laughs> well, cool, gang. I think we're going to wrap it up at this so, point. Bill, they can find you you at irolled1.podbean.com. Where, where can they find your podcast? Uh, I can be found on uh, Podbean. I can be found on Spotify. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts at, I can really be found. I'm not on oh, Apple. Okay. I'm not okay. on Apple iPod yet, but you know, I'm still working to get there. So. And then uh, on Twitter, you're at Hindu three on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, I, I do have I rolled one for the Twitter as well, but Hendo zero Hendo. Uh, that's just me. That's my last name. So there he is. There it is, right there. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, we will get links to all that up. By all means, please take the time to uh, check out Bill's show and show him support for coming on and talk about uh, being a good sport to come on and talk about us. Uh, a, a very unique DMing style. And a and a and, a, and I, dude, I, I not only I think is it a unique format for a podcast. I think it's cool that you rotate between the two. You know what I mean? That you both have other people come on and DM for you, where you sit in the in the player's chair and and do the one on one scenario, and then as well as vice versa. Um, so I think I think that's a a really cool opportunity to kind of do some different stuff with the format. And we absolutely appreciate you making time for us to jump on for the show. So. Uh, thanks for joining us, gang. Thanks for coming in, everybody. Streamer, Streamcast. Thanks for uh, for joining us. And oh, I almost did. I almost forgot. So close, Ooh. so close. Oh. But then I looked down, and Jamie's no. mustache reminded no. me. <laughs> Jamie's mustache reminded me. We've got to ask the going away question. So uh, uh. let's see. One a one on one oriented question. Okay, here we go. Uh, in in uh, in, uh, and this is also a March Madness question. What current or past uh, pro athlete also ties into Bill's uh, semi pro? Could do you think you could take on in a one on one scenario, uh, either in their sport or another circumstance? What pro athlete or pro anything? We'll say pro anything. Do you think you could take in a one on one scenario? And it doesn't have to be like them at their peak. It can be like old Michael Jordan. Like right now, do you think you could take Michael Jordan one-on-one in basketball? Like old, questionable mustache Michael Jordan. Uh, Baba, uh, Baba, you get to go first because we always do these backwards. I'm sorry, man. It's Jamie's fault. So, uh, and Bill, luckily, you don't have to answer these as the guest. This is really just one last thing you get to watch them squirm on. But who who do you think you could take one-on-one? Uh, Michael Gallup. He's 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 got a blown ACL, right? Trying to find somebody who's currently injured. Shots fired, Michael them. Gallup. Shots fired. All right. I love you, uh, Michael Gallup. <laughs> Just like. Jazz, who do you I think? I had to you- kick you while you was down. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had advantage. They got advantage. Now's the best time to do it. We established that. Well, you have advantage for melee. Ranged attacks, disadvantage. Boom, rules. Uh, fate, uh, what, uh, who do you think you could take one-on-one? Um, I think I could beat Cole Beasley at taking shots. <laughs> double, double on time. Mm, mm. I see what you did there. There we go. <laughs> mm, mm. Jamie? Who do you think you uh, think? I'm going to say I could take Michael Jordan in a mustache growing contest. <laughs> oh, no, there it is. There it is. Well played, he, sir. He, wait, wait, wait. But he had the confidence to grow a Hitler stash. He I had know. the confidence to grow what? All no, it takes is just to, just to 
cut yeah. it here, no, man. No, no, no. There. Are, you, are you at that level that you think I... that someone could take a picture of you with that stash right now and you could live the rest of your life like that? I have pictures. I have pictures of myself. I've shaved it in that shape, and <laughs> no. it looks terrible. It's the Charlie Chaplin. It's not the Hitler. Uh, <laughs> Yo, sure. No, it's the Hitler, bro. There's no. No. There's no. I would Woof. never walk out in public with it. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're gonna move on from that as quickly as we possibly fucking can. Also, I'm get, tell your wife I'm gonna need her to get me those pictures for some promotional images. Harland, uh, who do you think you could take one on one? I had to think about this. Um, I think Muggsy Bogues is almost 60 years old right now, <laughs> and he's 5'3". I am definitely taking him in a game of basketball. He's 5'3 and 60? No way I'm letting a 5'3", year, 60-year-old man beat me in basketball. Not happening. He's crossing <laughs> you over and taking your ankles away. Shot. You don't have a lot of fast muscle there to support him anyway. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, that is true. Chicken <laughs> legs the key. You're going to have you like Michael Gallup out here. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I'm going in on Michael Gallup. I'm sorry. Done, I like done, Michael Gallup. Done, done. Uh, we are going to get some tweets. All right, gang. Uh, thank you again, Bill, for joining us at Make It Time. Everybody, thanks for hopping on, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Make the stream in now. Make it go away, please.